The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. basketball it's going well <laughs> everyone is happy it's so easy to record one of these after they get creamed by two of the worst teams in the league all right hello everybody and welcome to toronto raptors basketball today this is a hoop ball presentation i am here with kieran smythe what's going on and ben harrison Yes, hello, any remaining Raptors fans. <laughs> and I am Brendan Hodgins. You can follow us on the program at Hoopball Raptors. You can follow Ben at Benny and the Raps. You can follow Kieran at K underscore Dilla. And you can follow myself at Brendan Hodgins. And uh, if you get the chance, please go over to hoop-ball.com. That's hoop-ball.com for all of your basketball needs. If you're into DFS, if you're into fantasy, or you just want to bet on some stuff, go check it out, and you can find great material there, all things basketball, at hoop-ball.com. Okay, guys. Well, that week did not exactly go as planned so far. I know there's still one game left, but... Wow. All right. Um, we're just going to take the first game and shoot it directly into the sun. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything that can be learned from that Detroit game. It, it was clearly second half of the back-to-back, -back and no one looked like they had anything. It was a gong show from the very start. Was there anything that was different that uh, you might have seen, Karen, in that game? Or you just, like me, forget about it? Um, well, no, this was a sort of the first game we saw anything from Gary Trent. So, um, in that respect, it was good to see he started to hit some shots finally and, uh, got a ton of minutes just being the young guy, I guess the new guy, but, um, yeah, no, beyond that, it was very much just a waste of time for us. But, um, yeah, the big thing. And I think that might've been the return of, uh, Watanabe too. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, saw him again, but, uh, yeah, nothing to take away from it, really, other than it was good to see, start to see what, you know, Gary Trent can do, so. And then right. we really saw what he could do oh, against yeah. OKC, so that was great. Yeah. Ben, uh, anything in particular that's worth taking out of this game that you saw? Um, not much other than Dwayne Casey's certainly getting the last laugh here. Uh, they're, yeah. they're, they're looking at a sweep of the Raptors this year, which... I never thought I'd th see in uh, in this lifetime. Um, the only uh, big note I had down for the Detroit game was um, we had zero fast break points in the first half and only two for the whole game. And uh, wow. that's definitely not how we win games. That's not how this team plays, right? So when we're playing like that, yeah, it's, there's just no hope. Shoot the game into the sun, like you said. Yeah, it was another same story, rebounding and uh, like bench scoring. I think in the first half... Uh, I think they said it was 30 to four bench scoring and we had no field goals. That was four free throws from our bench players. So, you know, still Oof. just not getting the production there, still losing on the board, still losing the games. Well, yeah. And we're talking go. about a uh, Detroit team with a bunch of guys on their bench that no one's ever heard of. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, like we said, 
son enjoy that game because no one here did other than I guess Detroit fans uh, moving on to the uh, the one that has a little bit more stuff to talk about but still ugly for the Raptors uh, Toronto OKC OKC taking this one 113-103 and the Raptors at one point led by 14 so the second it was a tale of two halves here it was not pretty as soon as the third started really uh, Kieran, any major things out of this game that you want to talk about off the top of your head? Um, no, just good. I mean, we got to saw, see a little bit more of um, a few other extra guys in this one. Um, Hood, though, went out, unfortunately. Um, and I'm looking like maybe for the season we'll see. But uh, the hip strain or something like that, I think it was. So um, that's no good. But, yeah, no, this was the one that Gary Trent just went off. Uh, 31 points for his career best. So that's good to see that sort of so quickly out the gate. He's very much like Norm, though, like no assists. Um, you know, not much to speak of in that respect, but he's a scorer, clearly. And, uh, yeah, like hustles on defense. Got a couple steals, I think. Um, and just, yeah, just some great defensive plays at the start. To like, you know, one, one in particular where he tied up. Um, I forget who it even was, but led to a nice block by Boucher. Um, just great in that respect. Um, came out firing. Uh, Stanley Johnson, too. We didn't see him shoot any shots in the um, the Detroit game. Uh, came out firing, hit his first three shots, ended up four for five. So um, a couple nice things to see there. But there was just, you know, the same sort of offensive or the sort of rebounding struggles just keep plaguing us. And this was just so ugly. We gave off an offensive rebound off a free throw that led to another foul. Like, that was... Oh, I had to turn it off for a little bit at that point, but it came back and didn't get any better. So, um, yeah, that yeah, was a Ben and one. I. Uh, ben and I were watching that game for a bit of it, and uh, I think at one point it must have looked like I was watching the stock market plunge with mm -hmm. uh, Ben sitting beside <laughs> me there. But uh, yeah, Ben, uh, was yeah, there anything from? Happy. <laughs> no, well, it was the same mistakes over and over again. It's. Like it's the definition of insanity. I don't know what's being said out there, or whether it's just the guys can't do it anymore. But you just watch the ball bounce off the rim with five guys staring at it, going right into the opponent's hands. But Nurse said uh, I was watching a bit of the post-game interview, and he said, uh, his, well, I forget the exact quote, but something to the effect of, "We either didn't box out, or we boxed out, but didn't get the ball." And he called it a two-part process. <laughs> I was just like shook my head. I was thinking like, if this is the kind of rebounding coaching you're giving these guys, like. No wonder, because yeah. no kidding, he boxed out and just didn't get the ball. Like, what does that even mean? Like, get the ball. But I don't know if rebounding is a coachable skill at a, after a certain point. After like, you, you learn how to rebound. <laughs> like, you gotta you gotta go for the ball. It's, it's more of an effort thing than anything. It's kind of like um, in baseball. There's a whole thing saying that like there are some guys that could steal 50 bases if they wanted to. They just don't want to. It's a it's a skill that you have to want to do. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you watch Aldridge now, and he used to be one of the major rebounding guys, and he doesn't want to get up there with the other team. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one well, of those things where... I mean... Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, like, it is an effort thing, but uh, when you see a stat like last night in Oklahoma, I thought it was a typo. We lost that rebounding battle 64-35. to 35. I mean, so... That's like, just the offensive rebounds. Part of rebounding. No. No, that, I, <laughs> not quite, but, uh, um, That's but yeah, I mean, when, when the numbers are that staggering, like, I think uh, Kieran's right, like, there's something, you know, to be said for the coaching. I mean, 
It is an effort stat, but uh, when you're getting bullied by, like, you know, Diallo, Plumlee, the G-Leaguers in Oklahoma, you know, there's there's something wrong. Like, Baines uh, had two rebounds. I mean, we just don't have the personnel, too, really. But um, We don't, but, but yeah, at the it was same too time, bad. like, force them. Tell them, like, you know, I don't care about anything else, just get me rebounds. I don't know. Yeah, nope. like, uh, if we lose, you know, against Golden State, okay, but just win the rebounding battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just let me see that. Just show me you, you have what it takes to get me some rebounds. If we still lose the game, we lose the game. But let's just, you know, this is a huge spot. Like, it's a huge um, pot mark on our, our uh, stat line right now. Well, yeah, and I think what made it even worse last night, like, I didn't, uh, I checked out the rosters after the game, and, like, this wasn't even the full Oklahoma team. They had Shea Gilgis, um and Lou Dort, the two uh, young Canadian hoopers there, they were both sitting out for this one, and they had just um, decided to bench Horford for the rest of the season. So, like, and we still got beat up by this team. So, mm-hmm. I think that's the reason uh, there's a lot of freaking out going on today in Raptors world. But, well, you know, they shot less than forty percent and didn't get any rebounds. You're not going to win if you're losing the rebound battle and you can't shoot because obviously there's going to yeah, be lots that was of rebounds. The other thing I saw. Yeah, that was the other thing I saw. It's like as though shooting 43s a night wasn't enough. We took, uh, what, 46 last night against Oklahoma. And it's not like more of them are going in. So mm-hmm. tough times. Yeah, no, that is definitely for sure. Uh, the third quarter again, it was one of those things where the guys looked good going into the half. They had a you know, pretty decent second quarter and then just didn't have it again. It's like the halftime happened, and they sat down, and they never stood back up. It kind of seems like, uh, especially the fourth was ugly. There was one point where I think they were like 0 for 13 or something like that in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not to like put any excuses on anything, but that missed um, that missed goaltending call. You guys saw that one? Yeah, I mean, we were down I saw by that. six. Like that's yeah. a big pivotal moment. Pivotal moment where it's you know we could have been within. We should have been within four. And instead, it led to, I think, a fast break on the other side and a quick bucket or something to that effect. So, you know, at that point, I was just like, okay, the game's over now. But, you know, I had that that little, that could have been, you know, the little spark we needed or something. Could have easily shifted the momentum at the end of the game like that. And just such a bad no call. I don't understand how, like, that, that, that no stoppage of play, no, like, re-looking at that and saying, oh, yeah, we clearly missed that. That give them two points or anything. It's just, nope. We missed it. People are losing this. You know, Fred was, you know, clearly upset on the court because obviously it was a goaltend. Announcers were talking about it. Everyone saw it. Refs didn't, so screw it. Let's just play and not give them their points. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, one thing that I have to say about that, though, is in the Raptors, I've noticed it a lot uh, in the last few games, is they don't get the call and they just stop playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just turn and look at the ref. He's yeah. like, no, the play's going the other way. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get back into this. But yeah, you can you can bark at him as you're running. You know, Lowry's made a career out of doing that. But mm-hmm. you, yeah, you got your coach you to start back. making a fuss. But yeah, play the game. Yeah, it's the whistle. Well, you you got to play the whistle. Frustrated, right? Like yeah. they're not, uh, you can tell they're not a team that's used to losing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. For probably every guy on this team, they've been like a 50 win or better team for their whole careers, right? And now. First time everything's just going sideways. Even the guys who uh, came up through the G League, they were you know championship teams back mm-hmm. back down there. Yeah. So not used to losing these guys. You can definitely see the frustration showing um, with a lot of them. I think. Now, um, 
part of it too and well, well we'll just quickly jump on lowry i guess has had some sort of foot infection is that i believe that's what i read and that he's been dealing with all season uh and he was expecting to play but i guess it just didn't whatever his it flared up uh, I, I haven't seen anything what type of foot infection it is whether it's like athlete's foot or your uh you know or toenail or something along those lines it's kind of an odd injury you don't really see it all that much uh, that could have you know explain why he was a little quiet uh, the last game that he was in also something that we, we you know we briefly talked about but they've come out and even started talking about themselves the guys that uh, went out with covid apparently are still uh, feeling some of the effects not necessarily symptoms from the the uh, the virus itself but the after effects and uh, like not being able to quite get right in their conditioning um would you say that that is probably like here and you look at these guys playing uh it, it, do you notice what well, it might be something with the rebounds like the effort stats uh do they look slower is there anything along those lines or is it just kind of look like they're not playing well um i don't know it's tough like i'm not gonna if they're saying that then i'm sure that's at least a factor in you know whatever's affecting them but they don't look that bad out there you know what i mean like van vliet's still putting up decent numbers his shot's been a bit hit or miss um but you know he's getting steals um uh, siakam's actually like playing a little bit more aggressively he's not always putting up the best numbers right now but um he's actually you know taking the ball down low um, being a bit more aggressive not so much as just a perimeter guy um so I don't know. I don't really notice it. If, if you didn't tell me they had COVID and I was just watching this half of the season, I wouldn't think anything was up with those guys um, on any given night. The odd game, sure, but um, and it's only been a few since. But um, yeah, I haven't noticed anything too out of the ordinary. So I don't know if maybe they're just trying to save a bit of face, throw an excuse out there. And um, but I wouldn't also doubt it that you know they're still feeling a bit of the effects. But um, they're still you know producing decent numbers. It's just they need some help. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, ben, is there anything specifically that you've noticed? Uh, or have you seen any quotes from anybody uh, talking about this uh, with the COVID guys? Yeah, um, I don't know. I kind of feel like here and too, like, they don't look that bad, right? Um, some nights it's uh, it's hard to put a point on, like, on what's going wrong, why we're losing so badly. But, um, but yeah, I have seen uh, just just in the past week or so a few quotes. Um, Fred made some uh, some comments the other night about how the three guys, um, him, Siakam, and Ananobi, that uh, that tested positive, that they kind of keep hitting a wall conditioning wise. Um, you know that some days they have it, some days they don't. Some days the legs are there, the lungs are there. Some days they just aren't. And um, you know, yeah, you don't want to make excuses, but it does kind of give you a reason why like we're getting great individual performances some nights um you know og last night freddie on uh on monday but we haven't been getting those team performances right and you know maybe it kind of explains that maybe not but but uh we have heard them talking a lot about it hopefully yeah it's not just uh fishing for excuses but uh you know you can't understand it a bit COVID definitely did something because we were looking real good. COVID came and it just decimated us. We, oh, I've never like it was such a crazy turnaround. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that there's something going on still, but I don't think that there's enough of a thing that we can blame too much of our problems on that. It's much deeper than lingering COVID symptoms or whatever. 
Yeah, on the note of COVID, yeah, like I, uh, it uh, it made sense to me when they were missing like the whole coaching staff, like for oh for sure, whatever yeah. it was 10, 10 days. Like that makes sense, right? You got nobody at practice and all that, but you know now we're pretty far removed from it and everything. So yeah. But. Yeah, on the note of COVID, uh, it's probably a good thing they're not playing in Ontario right now, mm-hmm. as you're very familiar. <laughs> Somehow, Florida is a better place to be. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I heard Doug Ford try to lock them down in Tampa, but uh, they weren't having it. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, they can still go golfing, though. Um, sure. Yeah, with the uh, with what you were just saying there, Ben, was uh, that goes back to what Kieran was saying before, where it was like, it, never this never more than one guy shows up on any given night mm-hmm. if you say if everybody could just get together and decide that they're not going to play well on one night and then show up the next night and do it yeah. uh, that'd be great but yeah take it was, easy for a couple games and then we'll try hard on sunday yeah and but uh <laughs> they can't seem to get together for that meeting it's always like you said you know Ananobi had a had a pretty decent game this one but uh siakam didn't play quite as well i mean he got he got to the line a fair bit, which is nice, but yeah. you know, 38 minutes and 14 points, where you know we're paying him to score. So 22% from there. the field yeah. is yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, I noticed he was missing from like two feet out. Mm-hmm. You know, just couldn't buy anything. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, it was Malachi Flynn for that note, but. <laughs> yeah, well, what, he was part of the. I think he was a close contact, though. I don't think he was. Uh, t- tested no. positive but I know that like, he had to miss a game or two because of it that's right yeah yeah but that first game there against I think it was Detroit where they got smoked uh, anyways yeah. we can sit here and talk about uh, or it's really it's more like speculating about whether or not COVID is the main resp- uh, thing that's mostly responsible for some of the poor play or from some of the guys or not necessarily poor play but just like you know, you could see that they're lagging a little bit on certain days. Yeah. yeah, but obviously we don't know. We're not doctors, and we uh, don't have COVID. So it's and also not you know premier athletes. So <laughs> it's one of those things where hopefully it's not something that affects them for too much longer. You know, both just for their health and so we can actually watch some basketball that uh, isn't just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, Gary Trent. What a! Gary this is Trent. kind of the reason why they went and got him. They want a guy that can play defense, who is sort of like a younger version of Norm Powell. Not that Norm's old, but you know, it's the same idea. Um, Kieran, you started talking about it a little bit. Do you want to expand on uh, kind of some of your thoughts with Gary Trent Jr.? Um, well, again, just from what's it been four games now? I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty impressed. Um, the first one, first couple were, you know, pretty brutal to watch. But again, he just looked lost, hadn't practiced, I'm sure. was kind of standing out there. Now he's moving a bit better on and off the ball, um, getting a bit more confident. I know I don't remember if it was the Detroit game or the OKC game, but he came out, like I think he got the first shot and just, you know, immediately using him. So I think they made it a point to say, okay, like, you know, let's not just wait till, he, you know, we find him. Let's, like, make it a point get him going and it seems to have worked because he's had two great games and uh yeah like very much like norman powell like i said earlier you know low on assists that kind of thing but he's got the defensive intensity he's a little taller than norm um just gives a bit more size and uh yeah i think he'll you know if we keep him around he's a great fit 
um, it'll be a good, uh, you know, cheaper alternative kind of thing and give us hopefully similar yields uh, in the long run. So we'll see. Yeah, Ben, uh, do you want to expand on yeah. anything with Gary Chen Jr. here? Yeah, yeah, he definitely uh, definitely arrived the other night. Uh, it's like you said, I saw a funny joke uh, on Twitter. At halftime, he had 15 points, no boards, no assists, and they were like, oh, well, we have our Norman Powell. He's back. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I always have really high expectations um, for Masai Ujiri when he makes a trade. Um, ever since that first one when he was able to fleece the Knicks um, out of a first-round pick for Andrea Bargnani. Um, and it kind of, it's starting to look like he might have done it again, right? Um, Norm was probably going to walk. Um, and, uh, you know, he probably had a pretty good market for him on trade deadline day. But uh, but it's starting to look like a pretty good deal here, bringing in a 22-year-old Gary Trent Jr. Um, definitely looks like he's secured, uh, locked up that starting role, right? Um, yeah, for And he sure. just looks like one of our players. Um you know, when the Raptors are good, we're built on defense and shooting, and uh, and that's exactly what he brings, right? I like his defense the best. Like, he's got that 22-year-old uh, energy. He flies around. Uh, he's in whoever he's covering. Is he's uh, in his face the whole night, and uh, he's even funny on social media. So, yeah, whole package there. I like it a lot. What okay, do we think we in um, in hindsight now that it's been a little bit of the Lowry no trade? To be like we happy with that like i was okay with it but the more like time goes on i feel like had we made a trade there i would have enjoyed the rest of the season more uh, yeah the, the only thing i like there's so much that can still happen with that right like you can still and we'll get into this uh, in a second here but like you can still do a sign and trade if he doesn't want to be here at the end of the year uh, still get yeah. you know a package for him that helps the team, and if he wants to go somewhere else, uh, gives him the opportunity to go play. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, other teams also tend to be a little bit more receptive to that sort of thing in the off season because there's less, you know, are we tanking? Are we going up? What, like, what do we need? What are we trying to get? You know, move on with? You know, there's a whole off season for them to make plans. Yeah. Um, yeah also, like, I'm starting uh, to go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Oh, just, uh, like, I know what you mean, though, Kieran. Like, um, just seeing Gary Trent Jr., you know, it's kind of exciting, a new face in here. So, like, you know, if as much as we love Kyle, if he had gone on somewhere and, say, we brought in somebody like, uh, you know, I don't know, Matthias Teibel or Tyrese Maxey from Philly, you know, we'd get to be, despite the losing, we'd get to have a look at them now. It'd be a little more exciting. So I kind of know what you mean. Um, but well, he's missed half the games since then, you know, like, it's just. Uh, yeah, that too, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you yeah. think that that might be part of it, though? I was kind of thinking that maybe they had to disclose the fact that he is not 100% healthy when they're going to do these trades, right? Because there's always going to be a physical. Um, and so that's why we weren't able to get, maybe they weren't going to give, like the Philly wasn't going to give up like the Tigers max bowl. Right, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, so could very well have been. You're yeah. getting, you know, you're getting the... Uh, the dregs of their lineup that uh, we are already having issues with with our bench, right? So, mm -hmm. why do you just want different guys on the bench that can't play? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. the the like the hindsight's twenty twenty when it comes to Lowry. We still have like thirty more games to figure that out. So let's hopefully get uh, get some at least exciting basketball in or. 
they can go the other way, which is something that I think we need to kind of start talking about. Is it time for the tankathon? Uh, yeah. Do we go for, you know, try to get as low as humanly possible, the lottery, get somebody like a Kate Cunningham or an Evan Mobley? Uh, Kieran, do you think it's time to just pull the plug on this, or do you think they can win 20 of the next 30 and make a play for the playoffs? I um, I don't I don't think you need to like try to lose, especially while we're doing so well at it right now, <laughs> apparently not trying. Um, but that also might just be in the works. Like maybe we're just resting Lowry because you know he had a hangnail, and you know just resting Lowry, and because um, we're seeing a lot more minutes from you know the bench guys, whether they're producing or not. Um, which kind of leads me to believe that we're just gonna you know give them their time, let them let's see what they can do now. Use this as kind of information and data for the future, and uh, you know win or lose, we're you know with the way we've been playing, it's probably going to go the lose route. So I don't know that we need to full on, you know, any more aggressively than we're already doing, you know, like I think with the amount of minutes that, you know, guys like Flynn are getting and everything like that, who generally don't produce much. um, I'm not saying we're already trying to tank, but I don't know what you do more short. And I don't think you should be telling these guys, look, let's just try to lose for the future kind of thing. Like, no, but I think, yeah, you give the lesser guys a more of a role tell them hey do your best try to win probably not going to win most of our games like that and uh but you know you get them a little bit of confidence especially if some of these guys are going to be around for a few years um i think that could go a long way for the future and also leave us in a low enough spot that we can yeah get a good draft pick and uh you know hopefully make a few moves and put ourselves in a good spot to bounce back sooner rather than later Okay, Ben, uh, do you feel the kind of the same way? It's like maybe not actively tank, but maybe go into the passive tank and uh, kind of get the younger guys a little bit of time? The passive tank, there's a modern phrase for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, like up until, I don't know, a week or two, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have... Uh, Agreed here with the tankathon, as we call it. But, uh, yeah, reality is reality, right? We've lost uh, 15 of 17 games, including just getting spanked by two teams who, you know, are purposely tanking. Um, So, yeah, it's probably time to let it go. Um, I saw a few stats today um, that right now, believe it or not, the Raps are sitting with a a 32% chance of getting a top four pick in the draft. And that's, you know with our current standing, so it's mm-hmm. only going to get better from there, right? Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, what, oh, sorry, I had a couple others here. Um, yeah, we're now 70-1 to 1 to win the championship, and uh, by far the worst odds to win the division, um, including the New York Knicks are now ahead of us. So, Yeesh. so yeah, it's probably time oh, to, uh, yeah, exactly, never a good sign, so... Um, I would forgive uh, Raptors fans if they've been watching switching over to March Madness these past few weeks. And uh, yeah, I got no problem if we start going for uh, for Cade or for uh, Mobley or whoever's el- whoever else is at the top of the draft. Okay. Uh, speaking of Cade and Mobley, do you know very much about either of those guys, Ben, or do you have anything uh, that you've you know seen them play some ball and their styles? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll be honest. Um, I haven't watched uh, as much college ball this year as, as I normally would, but I am a sucker for those YouTube, you know, highlight compilations of uh, 
their high school years when they're just dominating terrible competition and dunking over everybody. Uh, so Cade uh, Cunningham looks legit. Like I think he's got the most like NBA ready frame since uh, LeBron um, at that wing spot. Um, I think it could easily be as impactful as Zion. Not kind of the same. I don't know freakish level physicality that Zion has, but uh, definitely as much of a player. Um, Evan Mobley there, he's probably a better fit just based on what we need, I guess. Um, but the only problem there is, you know, rookie centers, they tend to take a lot longer to develop, right? He can't step in next year and be impactful, um, especially on defense. So oh, yeah, um, He has the exact same frame as Chris Boucher. I think he's like 6'11", 200 pounds. Oh, let's not do that again. We got enough of those guys. <laughs> I think he yes, looks like he's uh, going to grow into it a little bit more than Chris Boucher there, does. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah. So, Cade Cunningham's the one everybody wants, right? Like, he just instantly puts you on the map. You'll get, like, 15 national games next year on TV if you bring him in. So... I read that something. would be great. I know um, uh, New Orleans jumped into first, and they were—I think they finished eighth last last year, right? So we got hope. We got hope. Nice. Hey, well, you know, either one of those guys or Green is another guy that's getting a little bit of chatter out there. So if you can get near the top, whether you don't need to be the number one overall pick, if you don't get Cade, well, you know, obviously you want him, but if you don't get him, there's some pretty good options. I think, Kieran, you were saying it seems like a pretty deep draft for the Deverb, right? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, it's going to be a good draft year. I don't know many of the names or anything like that, but I guess the talent pool is pretty high, so that's uh, it's at least exciting. And we'll have a couple second-round picks because of uh, our couple trades there. So who knows what the future holds. But, um, yeah, and it's tough. Like, if we're drafting for a guard or something like that, then we're going to have to make a move. Because if, if I if we start this next season without a big man or someone who can, you know, yeah. come close to averaging us double-digit double, double digit rebounds, I'm, I don't know how much of it I can watch. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. How long are we going to say this? Like, and they, they know it's not like this is a secret. So... Um, yeah, that's my biggest focus, but definitely I'm not going to be upset about getting some raw talent like that and seeing what we can make of it. So, yeah, I think the, uh, the, the front office really underestimated the impact of losing, uh, Serge Ibaka, I think, because he wanted to stay, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, we kind of kept the powder dry for Giannis, but that didn't work out. Um, but, um. But, yeah, and even if, uh, you know, that uh, the ping-pong balls bounce and we get, like, you know, the number six overall pick, it's still, like, a really good trade chip, even if we don't use it in the draft, right? So, mm -hmm. so we'll see. We'll see. That's that's what you do when you're losing, right, is look forward to the offseason. So. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. you got to look forward to something. And, um, you know, you guys are just kind of talking about maybe not necessarily trades, but trying to get a big man, and if it's not coming in the draft. Um there's some guys that look like they're coming available uh, for free agency, um, but you know, no one that's gonna like just you know absolutely step in and be you know a world beater. You know, you got like an Otto Porter Jr. or um, you know a Kelly Oubre Jr. might be a good piece to pick up. Mm -hmm. Like he's uh, he's supposed to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. I think they have bird rights, but still, um, and then. What Kelly Olenek, another guy that we were talking about, he kind of fits the mold for a Raptor, right? He can shoot the three, space the floor, but he also will go and get some rebounds. Bring him back to Canada. 
Yeah. Ben, was there anybody specifically in the free agent market that you've been sort of watching, uh, thinking that they're going to come available, that you might like the Raptors to go take a look at, kick the tires? Well, Kelly Olenek would definitely be nice, if not just for a story than anything else. I think he was born and raised right in uh, right in Toronto, right? So He'd be okay, although, you know, kind of swing kind of low, for being honest, talent-wise. Um, I know, Brennan, you like to talk uh, about Bradley Beal. Um, he's, you know, been in the news, trade rumors for two, three years now, despite the fact that all he ever does is say he's dedicated to his team, but... You know, we like to we like to talk when teams are losing. Um, uh, so I don't know. Like he he's one guy that could become available. It's hard to see who's going to be who's going to be out there this off season. Um, you never really know. I haven't taken too much of a look at uh, at who's going to be a free agent. I know well, it's not I would particularly say uh, Otto Porter Jr. is probably going to be one. Like he got traded to a team that isn't going anywhere fast. Yeah, that's right. He's going to be probably looking at a paid decrease, though, I think, right? Like, he was on a max yeah. deal um, when they Breaking resigned Breaking, like, 27, I think, just shy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think he was earning it, right? Uh, <laughs> so uh, they threw him in that uh, that deal for Vucevic to match the salary, of course. But uh, definitely not a long-term piece for Orlando. Um, so he'll be available. But, again, that's, like, wing wing depth, you know. The way OG Ananobi's playing and uh, – if Siakam doesn't find himself in a trade, you know, um, and and with Kerry Trent Jr., um, I don't know how much we need on the wing. Um, you may end up needing to replace Kyle Lowry, I guess, and that would probably be like that'll be a huge hole, right, if he leaves. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. But I feel like Kyle Lowry's, you know, I mean, obviously he's getting up there in age. Like his minutes are just gonna—they're gonna go down for sure. So. I think regardless of whether he's there or not, like we still need a little bit more support than just. Well, I guess we got yeah with Trent and uh, and Van Vliet now, but if um, he's definitely, I think, and if he stays around, I think he's going to need a bit more help than he has in the past. And his numbers lately have kind of been showing that his scoring is going down. He's still, you know, getting those assists and putting himself out there, you know, playing defense, getting charges. But uh, I think offensively, I think we'll see a bit of a. a further decline for Kyle as things go on if he sticks around so uh, definitely need to be reinforcing that position as well as you know the big guy thing we're talking about so yeah it's going to be a little bit more difficult to do the Kyle Lowry bench mob with this kind of bench that we have going on right now and make it work so Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense and that's probably one of the reasons why his numbers are down a bit you know we ask him to play a pretty tough role that isn't extremely rewarding a lot of the time and it's you know you can only do so much if the guys around you aren't finishing up right so yeah that's a good point now that's why i did like obviously we're playing all sorts of games here but uh the the idea of doing a sign and trade with kyle lowry uh if he wants to leave and then you have a bunch of pieces that maybe you can include in another deal to go after a guy like beal yeah 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 beal's putting yeah, up monster like, numbers um, too yeah, and uh, it's like Brennan said, um, there's definitely going to be more suitors for him in the offseason uh, for a guy like Kyle Lowry, uh, more than, I think there's only about three serious teams at the trade deadline, there's going to be more than that in the offseason, um, you know, and like, um, yeah, like you never know when 
Michael Jordan's going to do something crazy in Charlotte like um, they did with Hayward in the sign trade this offseason. You know, maybe they send us someone like Miles Bridges in the uh, in a swap in a, I don't know, try to make a run over there. But you never know. Hopefully they can get some value out of him or at least re-sign him at a lower number. But There's also always that thing, and now we're starting to get really into the bizarre stuff here. But technically, Kawhi and Ibaka are player options coming up this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, they both decline, come back. Let's get the band back, back together, together here. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure they're talking, you know, in the locker room before they go out about next year, coming back to the Raptors. They, how much of a mistake they made. Oh, the group text. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're still on the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're all on WhatsApp there, sending you know messages back and forth and memes, and you know wanting to come back north. Speaking of, yeah, I guess, well, I, guess I guess they'd be deal. going south somehow, but uh, if, if if it's still in Tampa. But there was a funny uh, thing I saw. Someone out there uh, on Twitter posted what each team is as far as alcoholic beverages go. Okay. And there were some pretty funny ones. Like some of them were like, you know, the, the Clippers were like a 20-year-old scotch. It's like not everybody's thing, but probably the best thing on, on the shelf. Um, <laughs> and then uh, what was it? The Pelicans were Gagger and Red Bull. And they're just like, and then all it was was a gif of Zion just completely smashing the bucket. Okay. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. And what they said for the Raptors was uh, they're a um, like a, an in- Nice imperial stout. It's like not for everybody and very good, but really you only want it when it's cold out. And it's like, yeah, like, they got to get back up with the cold, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Oh, and that's why Twitter's amazing and horrible all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So there are a few interesting things that can be done in the uh, the off season to improve the team. Also, you know, it could go the other way and everybody just leaves. But we're uh, looking to be a little more optimistic than that. I think for Gary Trent, he's a restricted free agent, right? I believe so. That's right. And he's yeah. only got a cap hold of like $2 million, um, which I think is part of the reason they went for that trade because it frees up uh, even more cap space um, for the free agency signing period. So if they do try and make a big swing, um, having his hold versus Norm's, whatever it was, $12 million uh Cap hold uh, is a little more advantageous, but you know, Carmelo Anthony Anthony is a free agent this year. Huh? Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Dust him off. Yeah. 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 The, that walking bucket there, uh, Hassan Whiteside. Okay. Like there, there's some guys that you know don't exactly you know make your make your brain dance in your head here, but they're they. You know, NBA experience with a little bit of size. I, I was joking about Carmelo Anthony, but Hassan Whiteside, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big center. That's a big yeah. man that can do exactly, you know, if you only ask him to do one thing, you can make it happen. You don't want to center your offense around him, but it's definitely a skilled player. Yeah. Well, we got scores, right? Like, we still have people who can put up shots, shoot, and if we're missing, hopefully get a couple extra offensive rebounds a game with someone like that. So. Um, yeah, we don't need you to be yeah, the big well, scorer. Pick up some garbage and, you know, that's it. Yeah, the one I was thinking about when I was watching Oklahoma just destroy us was uh, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, but it looks like he's going to the Clippers. 
unfortunately. He was out there for like a month unsigned, but that's too yeah, bad. Yeah, he did that, like, that weird thing that we were talking about, the 10-day ten day contract i guess he's just mostly going in there to do a physical and see if he could still you know play it all this year right yeah but, uh, okay well that pretty much wraps up what we were looking to get into here with the free agent slash kind of like minor trade market there of course it's all speculations we have to see how the draft goes what pick they get because that'll be a whole thing whether or not they want to include that in the trade um, how we finish the season, all that. Yeah, exactly. If Lowry, you know, maybe they just sit Lowry for the rest of the year too. Mm-hmm. At some point, it's going to be part of the discussion. Like, do you, he is thirty-five, and is there a point in running him out there just to get run over every game? You mm-hmm. know, like, the style of play that he plays isn't great for your body, and if it's not to win, no. I read something that we had the um, we have the second worst record right now and the second sorry the seventh worst record and the seventh toughest schedule coming up for the remainder of the season. So, yeah. good luck, good luck. Yeah, there you go. A perfect storm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the rest of the season here, I guess we should kind of look into what we are coming up against next. Uh, yeah, Golden State is the game on Sunday, right? Back here. Uh, Friday. Uh, Friday. Yeah. Friday. Jeez, this week is getting away from me. Friday, the game Tomorrow. on Friday. Tomorrow night. Yeah, and then they, oh, and they don't play for the weekend. That's yeah, what's weird about this one. Lakers, yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> At least, you know, no LeBron, uh, no Anthony Davis. Uh, so yeah. that is, yeah. you know, a slightly more winnable game. But the Lakers are still no joke, even without those guys. Um, well, Curry was out is recently. Good. Is he back? Does anyone know? He is back. I was watching. He's back. Uh, okay. I was watching him tear up Miami. Uh, oh yeah, just yeah, A couple yeah. hours ago, here he yeah. went for uh, thirty-six uh, points, thirty-five or so tonight. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's, he's back. back. Yeah, he's, he's back. there. Okay. <laughs> That'll be a tough. That'll be a good. Uh, good showcase for our defense, though. We'll see what we can do against that. Now. Oh well, yeah, and I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing James Wiseman go for like 25 or 30 rebounds. So that's yeah, fun. exactly. Yeah, if, uh, if fantasy note, if you uh, need rebounds on the fly here, Streamer, James yeah. Wiseman, yeah, he might be out there. A lot of people held on to him even through his kind of you know shoddy play throughout the beginning of the year or uh, inconsistent shoddy is not the right word uh but if he's out there and you need rebounds go get him for friday because he is going to go off uh, it's going to be a <laughs> moses brown type game there and is there something basically we're just watching the rebounds for this game right seeing if they can fix that a little bit thinking yeah. anobi's going to guard stuff Ananobi, or i like to say i'm still trent on him a bit yeah, that's true. I guess that's probably the best way to do it. I don't mean like nobody really guards Steph, but mm. but he's you know Trent's been getting a lot of minutes. He's young. He's got energy. So you know, throw him on him. Say stick to him, and just yeah, don't let him shoot, kind of thing. Let the other guys score. Or do they? Uh, or do they bust out Fred uh, on him in the box and one? Give him a little taste of uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago. <laughs> the, the, the finals. Yeah, no, I'm sure he will love that. On uh, Crazy Stats, they posted um, Fred Van Vliet became the first Raptor. So his stat line um, yesterday was 18 points, 7 assists, 5 steals, 4 rebounds, 4 blocks, and was the first Raptor ever to have four, at least 4 of every stat line. So The 5x4. Yeah, he, yeah. he almost did the 5, 5x5, five mm-hmm. five, five, which would have been something for a guy who's, you know, 
what, 6'1"? 6'1", undrafted. He just keeps adding to this undrafted list of, you know, I'm sure if you looked at undrafted players, you'd probably be maybe one of the only ones, if not the only, so crazy. Yeah, he'll probably go down as, like, the highest paid ever undrafted player, I got to think, right, when it's all said and done? Like, I can't imagine, yeah, he would be getting more. Wouldn't be someone from long ago because they just didn't earn enough. So, yeah, I would say it's a safe bet. So, yeah, I'm just looking ahead here, but it's actually we have the Wizards on Monday. Wizards, uh, okay. Which Bradley Beal, you got an audition here. Yeah, yeah, it should be a very winnable game. Uh, It depends because he's been kind of in and out lately, so he might not make the game. But uh, another game that they should win, and hopefully it's not us watching pulling our hair out here. And then I think, yeah, then it's, of course, on the back-to-back, uh, the Lakers are the next day. So ah, that's what it was, in the back-to-back, yeah. okay. I knew they were coming up. Right. That's even worse. So this is, what, yeah. two out of our, we had, what, eight back-to-backs or something like that in the second half of the season? Yeah, I think this is our third. Third? Okay. Yeah, but, because right. yeah. I think we have them right out of the gate, and then uh, and then we have these coming up, but... Yeah, tough, like you said, it's going to be a tough schedule, and it's not uh, not looking like a great team as far as the last little bit. So expect a little bit more, you know, hardship here, Raptors fans. But yeah. you know, the season's almost done. Maybe they turn it around. You never know. We would love to have that. Uh, but if they don't, let's start thinking about what the future holds for us and all those things that we talked about. Yeah, if you're watching games right now, watch them to watch. The, the new talent and see what they can do and you know see how we do on defense rebounds and things but don't watch it to like you know get your heart broken because we don't win get that out of your mind be happy pleasantly surprised when we win but you know to get something out of it yeah focus on what the new guys are doing the young guys are doing the bench is doing and you know look for those positives because yeah i don't think we're going to see too many wins for the remainder but um there's still some some things to take away from this and that'll help us look forward so all right well let's yeah, then uh, we can all uh we can all have a party for a draft lottery day there where exactly. you watch, uh, <laughs> watch yeah, a socially distanced there. party yeah <laughs> of course yeah, we'll but, all just sit uh, in the backyard and put the tv on inside <laughs> yeah look through the window yeah. uh, the only other thing i wanted to mention um uh brendan brought it to my attention was the um for any raptors fans you want to go over to the players tribune and uh check out the piece that norm powell wrote um that's kind of a you know thank you to toronto and all his teammates and coaches and everything really tissues. really good piece yeah yeah i started um i kind of like pulled over my car i thought it was going to be like a quick read and then <laughs> i ended up on the side of the road for like 15 minutes but, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of memories, a lot of moments, a lot of Raptors history there. Um, even go back to, like, DeMar DeRozan and stuff. And uh, just a really, really good read. Really, uh, really worth your time. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and it looks like we're going to be without five Raptors tomorrow. Kyle Lowry, Rodney Hood, Jalen Harris, Pat McCaw, and Paul Watson. So there you go. Well, <laughs> expect you know, Pat McCaw, he's also another big free agent uh, coming up next yeah, year. Yeah, we'll so. see you later, Pat McCaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's okay goodbye that'll be the first guy uh, watching him leave the uh, stadium there yeah but uh yeah <laughs> we'll we'll try to uh get out here on a positive note mm-hmm. uh, with that little uh you know, thing about norm and he is true you do have to go read that he's an extremely well-spoken man and it comes through very well in that uh, piece that he wrote 
thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back probably at some point on the weekend to uh, talk a little bit. But, uh, you know, this is Brendan Hodgins here with Kieran Smythe. Take care. And Ben Harrison. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter out there, everybody. Uh, hopefully you get through this lockdown just as, you know, smoothly as you possibly can. And uh, as always, we love you, B, and have a good one. We'll see you guys on the weekend. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.